The following contains language and descriptions of scenarios that are not suitable for all listeners. This podcast contains numerous triggers for those affected by traumatic events, including rape, domestic violence, suicide, homicide, and accidents of various kinds. Names, titles, and locations have been altered to protect the privacy and safety of the living and the dead. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests of this podcast are for entertainment and information purposes only and should not be viewed as medical, legal, or other professional advice. Nine fifty-three. We're starting this episode of Cooler Talks. Uh. <laughs> How do you feel, man? You, uh, so today in studio, we got this special guest. We got Martine with us today. Oh, yeah, dude. Super excited. He hit us up on the email. He's from the same place we're from. We thought, what the hell? Um, he is a EMT, right? Yes, sir. Been an EMT since 2012. Eight years, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was on the truck here in town for about three years. And after that, I went to dispatch for flight service and got offered an industrial site job. And that was bullshit. But <clears throat> after that, uh, left it for about three years and, you know, recently got divorced. So, oh, 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 I can't say that, can I? Can I? Okay. No. That's all right. I can cut it. Yeah. We'll cut it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got back to town and <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I got back on an ambulance and, you know, they've had me doing critical care transport, so. There's that, you know. Um, yeah, so I'm not doing so much of the 911 stuff, but, you know, I pick up every now and then. So I work 24-hour shifts. Once I do my 24-hour shifts, you know, twice a week or four times a week, depending on my, my shift rotation is, uh, yeah, I, I pick up 911 every now and then. So I, I'm, I'm like a retired EMT, but I'm not. That makes any sense. I feel. I think I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you and Anthony go way back, right? Oh man, way back, way back. I remember this dude walking 15 up. Fifteen years, probably we known each other. Heck yeah, coming up the stairs at our high school. He was lost. I was lost. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've gone back for a hot minute. Long time, mm. long time. We've known each other. We've done some dumb shit with this guy. Oh yeah. This is uh. I think I think you may be one of the only people besides Mark who's actually known me for a long enough period of time to uh, to have seen uh, my life go to shit and then come back. Hey, you hey. know what I mean? <clears throat> Ditto. This is a this is a cool setup we got in here, man. We got a good thing going yeah, on up in here. Yeah, Three definitely. fucking degenerates in one room and we're gonna do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to hear? About Y'all, Y'all want to see, <laughs> see a dead body? See a dead body before and after now? Oh yeah, no, I'm all about it. No, man. I mean, um, I tell people all the time, Anthony's uh, he's too he's too hard on himself. I tell people all the time, Anthony's a good fucking dude, man. I oh yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Dude. Solid dude, That's solid. <laughs> Pot calling kettle black. You guys are great. I, I I couldn't be anything without having you guys mentorship and and being there to pick me up when I was you know face down on the ground, man. Uh, nah, Shit, sometimes you, we laid with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's true. Yeah, it's true. We're laying with you, man. Um, <laughs> no, man, I'm I'm super excited, dude. Because uh, yeah, I mean, being on that EMT side, you know, like we're only there if 
you know, I mean, I'm not. If you guys are <laughs> shit at your job, basically, <laughs> I'm just going to say, and can I say something right quick before we get rolling too heavy? Right. I want to address something. Oh God. I cannot tell you how many times I rolled up on scenes where the, the deceased already had lividity, right? Right. Like they'd been down for at least six hours. Uh-huh. And they had defib paddles on them, and EMT was EMS was still uh-huh. on scene. Why? Why yeah. do you guys defib <laughs> obviously dead people? See, because there's that, no rhythm. How do you? Why, why are you shocking? Here's no rhythm. The thing is, it really depends on the medic, man. Honestly, okay. it, it depends on the person. If they're an idiot, they'll see that. Oh, hey, <laughs> there's lividity. They won't see the lividity. They won't be like, oh, hey, there's obvious signs of death. Oh, hey, I can literally stand him up by picking him up by his toe, <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, no, we're gonna work him. <laughs> you know it, it's it's a real world you know everyone thinks that it's just like tv and everyone's rushing in you know you've got the firemen you know touching each other's butts and we come in behind actually you know to save the patient um <laughs> but you know besides that we're actually you know it no one's perfect let's just put it that way we've got medics who know what they're doing and then we have other medics who don't know what they're doing like i'm sure you know on your guys side you've got people who know how to put a body back together mm-hmm. and then you've got people who think they know how to put a body back together you know what i'm saying so you know if you find one and they've got lividity and all that stuff uh, i'll tell you right now then they're probably not a, a decent medic so there's that i i want to ask one quick question bro before we start rolling because sure. this, this blew my mind and i've never uh, i've never asked and I've, I've always wanted to. I pulled plenty of them out uh-huh. in, in the shin. I'm not going to get technical with with my with my uh, the IOs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the shin, dude, there is a needle that gets yeah. jammed in there. Oh yeah. What the hell, bro? What what is this? <laughs> it's it's is an this? IO. It, it's an intraosseous uh, needle, which means it goes into the bone, and it's it's just a way of us getting uh, medications to a patient if they need that medication. Then and there, you oh. know. So most of the time, if you see it, we worked a cardiac arrest on this patient, or we really couldn't get a line, and we were trying to save him. Uh-huh. Um, for the most part, yeah. If you find an IO, they were probably a cardiac arrest, and you know they they already had the drugs pushed in that way. Um, pardon me. Uh, sometimes you, uh, <laughs> <You're good. laughs> sorry. Uh, sometimes you go and you you have those patients that. You know, like I said, they were either cardiac arrest or you just had poor access. You know, you had to do what you had to do. So if you found one with a little yellow or blue needle or whatever, you know, either in the shoulder or in their shin, then, yeah, that that's what we were doing. We were trying to get access. Now, I assume they're totally out of it at that point, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> It's like I said, you've got good medics, and then you've got those who are just like, all right, hold still, you know, I'm going to drill into your bone. You've got those medics. You, you, so, what, how do you get it in? How? Oh, you know, we have this neat little thing. It's, we call it the gun. It's just a drill. It, it's a modified little drill. It goes in this nice little box. It's got your blue needles, your... Uh, it's blue, yellow, and pink, or red, or whatever. Um, basically, you just apply the pressure. Uh, you find your landmarks, and you know you're like, okay, this is where this goes. Put the needle on their skin, and you just you know wander on up, <laughs> and it goes into their bone. So yeah, that's an IO, and it's 
it's one of those things that it just kind of happens, you know. Once you find your landmarks, you put it in oh, there. Oh shit! You you draw whatever you know. You draw your mirror out. You get your flash. You push it, and like I said, hopefully they're out of it at that point. Um, oh my god! I damn sure hope you're out of it. <laughs> yeah, pull not, bone you know, marrow out of them. Th- Jesus. There's yeah. There's plenty of people who are like, oh yeah, make sure you push ketamine before you push any fluids down that or not ketamine. Uh, Lidocaine, that's what I meant. Not, not ketamine. You can push ketamine. That's I mean, you can push ketamine. Give me some It's one of those things, but you know, we're, we're not going to get into the pharmacology. Bro, there's good much. medics, there's bad medics. <laughs> there's raver medics, yeah. there's regular medics. <laughs> and then there's army medics, <laughs> there's street medics. Oh, man. No, um, definitely, yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's just a tool that we use. It's uh, for uh, vascular access. My goodness. Dude. So, yeah, it is a way to give them medicine whenever, you know, it's going straight to your bones. Once you get in that vasculature, you're going to the rest of it. So. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't come out easy, dude. It, I mean, no. yeah, it, it doesn't. Those are hard to pull, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rem- <laughs> okay, so I was in a, I work in between two big towns, right? So we go to either, you know, we either come here or we go over there. And, you know, one time I actually got to see one get pulled out on the guy who oh. was yeah yeah that poor little nurse i was like do you need help because this dude was about to kick her across the oh hall he was gosh. still alive yeah oh. was, like i said there's oh <laughs> you got your good ones you got your bad ones you got your what the fuck ones you know? <laughs> so it's it, it is what it is man you know um getting back on the box has shown me a lot it's it's shown me that some things change, some things don't. It's it's fun regardless, you know. I love it. I, I love picking up nine one one shifts because it's just it's never the same thing, you know. Even with our transfers, you know, everyone they they make fun of me. They're like, "Oh, Martin, you don't know you're doing the transfer truck. Oh, uh, you mean you you probably run six calls a day?" I'm like, "Yeah, each one's like three hours, dude, dude. because I'm driving an hour." You know, or I'm driving to the facility where I'm stationed at, and then I'm driving, you know, an hour away to a bigger hospital, and then I'm driving back to my station. So it's an hour each way, you know, probably an hour scene time, depending on how much, you know, we have to do for the patient, if they're stable, if they're not. Um, If, you know, they meet flight criteria, we're like, yo, we're not taking this guy. You can fly him, you know, 15 minutes versus an hour. Yeah. And so there's that. But, you know, there's... (laughs) There's crews that tell me they're like, oh yeah, you know how's how's the easy life over there? And I'm like, you know, I worked a code the other day. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah. They woke me up at like two a.m. and you know, homeboy was throwing a PE. You've got your nurses running around, you know, like chickens with their head cut off. And I'm over here like, uh, I look over at my partner. He's like, I'm gonna assess. Uh, I'm gonna get report, and you go assess. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we'll go, and sure enough, dude, We that night we worked, this poor guy, we worked this guy for like three hours. Oh, dang. Because he kept dying and coming back and dying and coming back, and we're just like, all right, dude, God, just make up your mind. <laughs> like, you're either going to take this dude or you're not. You know, you've got two flight crew, two ground crew, and the code team just looking at us, you know. You're going to take him, take him, please. I'm tired. <laughs> What is that like, bro? Like, you, you have somebody that's teetering on life and death right there. They're coming back, they're dying, coming back, dying. What, like, okay, 
the first time that happens, bro, mm-hmm. what's going through your head? Or is it just happening so fast, like it's just training, or you shitting yourself? You know, first first code I worked. You know, I don't remember the first code I worked, honestly, because you know there's been so many now. <laughs> uh, they all just kind of mesh together, but I mean, now it's just like, oh yeah, I know what to do. You know, let's get access. Let's get drugs. Let's get uh, airway if we have to. You know, right now no one's doing airway because of the COVID. But then, like I said, some are. We don't know how long they've been down, blah, 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 no history. Um, we're just, um, you know, there, there's so much. But right now, for the most part, you know, you go and you, you just kind of, it kicks in. Mm-hmm. You just go into your training and you do as you've been shown and get it done. Uh, I remember my on my my clinicals because i'm working on getting my advanced license uh got a code uh we we get this code and this lady's in the back of this trailer and we're just kind of walking in we're like all right let's get this done you know uh let's get access so i get the drill and i'm like all right we're gonna do this gonna find it boop pops out i'm like are you kidding me what the hell pops out pops out on the other side i'm like what the fuck you know, <laughs> and everyone, you know, you got the fireman over here doing compressions for us, and I'm over here trying to drill, you know, a needle into this lady's leg. And I'm like, <sighs> I mean, it, it, it's frustrating, but at the same time, you know, whenever at this point in time, I'm just like, okay, all right, you keep pumping chest, we'll oxygenate, we'll get this down, we'll get that done, blah blah blah. You know, it it it's it's natural at this point. Like, right. I'm not trying to brag or boast or anything, but it's like, okay, you know, you've done this for so long, you know what to do. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time I say, keep saying the first time. Um, yeah, it, it's just over time, you just kind of get used to it and you just know what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, some people can do it. Some people can't just like you guys, you know, y'all, uh, I've been listening for a while and you know, that's why I was so excited to come on. Uh, you know, there's some people you guys have a lot of the stuff that's kind of the same as us, you know, you've got people who can actually go and do it. And then you have people who quit after what their second day. Right. So, so, yeah. the, and like, this is the crazy thing that gets me. Cause like the, the program that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. uh, in college, we share the facility with, with the EMT school. And so most of our classes, like we're always like right across the hallway from each other. Oh, that sucks. Dude. <laughs> no, I, I like them. They're good folk. Um, most of them. There's some that, that are just, you know. But anyways, um, yeah. they're, that's a, that's an insane, okay, we, we spent a whole semester just learning how to read EKG and how to identify dysrhythmias and treatments and all this stuff, right? Right. And we have like an entire class that's just dedicated to that and it's the full semester. These guys are in here taking this insane crash course in all of this shit within a matter of like a few months and then they just throw them out there like it's sink or swim baby you're on the rig oh, go yeah, what was dude. that like man dude <laughs> so here's the thing at first uh you know whenever i i first decided that i was going to become you know an emt it wasn't because i was going to become an emt it was because i was going to become a firefighter you know I was going to be a hose dragger. I was, I was all about it, you know. I was like, yeah, there's grass fires all over the panhandle. I really would just want to help my community, all this other stuff. So I go up to, you know, the college, and they're like, well, you got to have your EMT 
in order to get through the academy and blah 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 so i was like yeah screw you know we we get on the we get in our emt class and dude you know i go in there thinking oh man i'm gonna learn how to stick people with needles i'm gonna get to breathe for them you know i'm gonna do cpr and all this other stuff you know after i'm i'm a fireman blah 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 blah. oh my gosh i'm so glad i didn't become a fireman (laughs) Uh, like i look at it now and i'm like yeah no i don't want to run into a burning building i went and i i I volunteered for a little bit in a small town and we did grass trucks you know we we responded for the county and that was a lot of fun dude so much fun you learn the terms you're like stay in the black you know if it's burnt already you're good um you know that that was probably the most i want to do with fire um but yeah uh, whenever i first got into the course they were just like oh you know you'll go you'll do this and then you'll go to the fire academy Mm -hmm. so i get into this class and we have a full class i mean front to back of the class it's just full of people by the end of our class, I want to say we had three rows. And, you know, it's like that scene from Jarhead where you have this whole big old, you know, uh, group of recruits. And then at the end, it's only so many. So I think we we had one of the biggest classes still, though, at like we had the first was like 40 people. And then we got down to like 21. like you said man that's it's crash course um you know just for my basic emt course i'd never taken anatomy and physiology Mm -hmm. so i was like all right just let's get the emt course over with so i can go to the fire academy and so i get in there and you know about midterms i'm like dude i'm so fucked (laughs) (laughs) like there's so many things in the body and there are just so many functions and everything and i just you know i started drinking a lot college at that point (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's one of those things that you know i look back now and i'm really grateful because you know it was trial by fire you know it's one of those things that a lot of people don't get to do and now you know it's it's required you have to have those prereqs before you can take your emt course from my understanding last i heard you know you have to have your amp1 amp2 and then you get to take the emt course Mm -hmm. That's that. smart. It gives you a good basis, yeah. at least. Yeah. 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 At least you can know where the bones are, you know. Like, at least you can identify vasculature. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, must be fucking nice. You know, <laughs> these kids now, they're like, oh, well, I've got my A and P1 and 2, and I'm going to, you know, know stuff when I go into this class. I'm over here like, dude. I'm a barista. <laughs> you know, I go into this class. I'm, I'm like, I'm a barista. I, I, what do I do after after class? I go to work, and after work, what do I do? I go to drink. We, you know, go from one coffee bar to the other one that serves alcohol. That's, that, that's, that was my life for a little bit, you know? But, uh, yeah, no, no. Now everyone's all educated before they go into this course, and, you know, they have... <laughs> They have a fighting chance. Always <laughs> <laughs> like before they're like, we're just gonna pack this room, and you know, college is gonna take our money, and they're gonna be like, all right, well, you failed the course. Try again if you want. <laughs> you know, just another seven hundred dollars. Yeah, no biggie, dude. So, I will say one thing though: they look really professional. Because you guys get to wear, like, uniforms while you're in school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. Once, We're, like, walking around That's once you get into, like, the intermediate course anyways. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, once you're in the medic program. Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, when you're a basic, yeah. you get that little white shirt. Get your little white shirt, you know, <laughs> get it pressed, make sure it's all prim you and know proper. It. And you go in there thinking, man, I'm going to save the world. You know, you're like little Timmy, that they you know, are. The little engine that could. That one, that, that's what I meant. They're cute. They got their little trauma shears exactly, and their side pockets are know, running around. Bright orange stethoscope. Yeah. You know, I, I see them in, in the ER and I'm just like, oh. At you smoking ungodly amounts of Marlboro lights in the parking lot, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> congregating by the doors <laughs> exactly 20 feet, guys. 20 feet, 20 oh. feet from the entrance, propping the door open with a rock. We're standing right by the trash can. <laughs> Screw you, they're training, they're, they're training for their real world careers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Oh, but man, it's it's something else, you know. Whenever you first go in there, it really is a crash course, <clears throat> or it was for me. Um, but yeah, like you said, they, they're, you know, their training consists of cardiology, pharmacology, you know, just respiratory stuff along with, you know, just knowing so much more about the body and you just, you have to know how to, you know, piece it all together. Um, critical thinking skills, you know, you can have somebody who can, you know, start IVs like a champ and they can, you know, innovate like, you know, like have ninja skills they can just get in there do get it all done and kill somebody <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, the critical thinking is really what goes and helps people because you know on my my clinicals uh i had one kid it was my last clinical and this kid is in my class and this lady calls us for chest pain right and we get on scene and this lady's like oh yeah yeah this this chest pain started after i ate these greasy ass wings and all this other stuff and you know everyone's like oh chest pain yeah automatically everyone's like oh yeah well you're having a heart attack you know we gotta go we gotta get the four lid on we gotta get the 12 lid on we're gonna get the ivs we're gonna get this we're gonna get that and you know i'm over here i'm not rushing to do a 12 lead i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm talking to my preceptor i'm like hey do you want the four and the 12 because i was like you know when did this pain start and i was like Right after I ate food, I was like, what'd you eat? You know, she told me those greasy wings. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Where's the pain? And she pointed right under her mm -hmm. ribcage. I'm like, oh. Like, you still got your gallbladder? Yeah, how'd you know that? I'm like, oh, just a guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that you learn, you know, yeah. it, over, over so much time. You're just like, this isn't chest pain. This is indigestion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, literally, you know. Yeah. I need a stat tums and now. The, exactly. <laughs> and this in. kid, you know, yeah. the, this kid, he's he's super green and he's just, he's, dude, he's gung-ho. He's high speed, low drag. He's all about it. He's like, well, you know, we, we got to get the 12 lead. What are you talking about? And I'm like, um, no, we don't because, you know, let, yeah, sure. Let's just cover our ass. Why not? Let's do the 12 lead because he just like I said, high speed, low drag. No one's stopping this kid. Whatever, dude. It was the end of the day. I was like, just do the twelve lead. We'll, we'll get this shit going. Just get out of my way. <laughs> but it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that that critical thinking is really one of the big things that we we learn. You know, if you actually listen, you will learn. Oh, this is actually happening, or this is more than likely what's happening. You know. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of good, a lot of stuff goes into it. Yeah, no doubt. That's uh, that's, that's crazy, dude. That's so foreign to me, bro. That's I'm, on your toes, man. Yeah. Do you do you feel like responsibility? I, not like 
I mean, I mean, obviously you feel like responsibility, right? But is it like this? Um, <laughs> I just roll with the flow, yeah. dog. Mostly, I'm yeah, just hobos, man. What are you talking about? Hey, flicking cigarette butts at hookers. Oh Get out of here! Get out of the street! You're gonna be my next patient, and I don't want you look smelly, dude. I don't want you in my truck. Ah, oh, oh, no. is, is it like overbearing sometimes? Oh man, you know, honestly, like I said, I'm. I'm down in this little, you know, middle of nowhere town right now, and I'm I'm living it up, dude. <laughs> I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm almost a retired EMT, is what it feels like. Um, I go and I have my full size bed. I've got my Netflix. I've got Directv. But you know, that's when I get to when I get to use it. It's nice because lately, you know, it's been real busy or it's been really really dead because you know we've had tons of transfers to accepting facilities or we've had. No transfers because there are no accepting facilities, so it's kind of hit or miss. So, yeah, you know, you, you, um, I go over there and sometimes overbearing. Me, not so much. Here, here in town, sorry. Here in town, they um, <clears throat> they get their butts kicked, you know, and it's it's unreal, you know, um, that complacency. Sometimes, you know, you, you get so burnt out that you just become complacent and you don't care and you just, um, you're just there. You know, you're running the calls and uh, I feel for the guys who are running 911 right now because, you know, no one cares. Um, not so much, you know, the, the, the guys on the trucks, but, you know, the guys and uh, the people in town, you know, they don't care. They're just like, oh, well, I'm not going to wear a mask. Oh, I'm not going to take this seriously, blah, 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 blah. Um, no, it's real. It's out there. You know, I, I can't deny it because I've seen it. I take so many people to their ICU deathbeds, which, you know, that's that's one of the big things right now. <laughs> just, you know, you buy the tube, you're not getting off of it, more than likely. You know, the real mortality chances are they're high. So, but, uh, yeah, definitely, um, overbearing, I would say 911 services are the ones that are getting taxed mm -hmm. without a doubt. When you were more on like the emergent side of things, <clears throat> can you run me through like a shift? Like just what's like an average, like how do you start it off? Like what goes through? Cause I don't know. I, I mean, you know always, all I ever see of, of EMS is that they're parked at the gas station, right? <laughs> or they're hauling ass through an intersection with their lights on. That's the only hey, time you ever see free EMS. drink over there. <laughs> Make sure you get the 44 ounce. Tastes better when it's free. No, they're, <laughs> chill, they're chilling on the back bumper smoking more of those Marlboro lights. Dude. That's what they're doing. Marlboro Playing Candy lights. Crush. <laughs> crush. Yeah, candy definitely. Crush. Oh, my God. Oh, man. You know, well... Besides the, you know, smoking cigarettes and drinking too much caffeine, um, we we actually, you know, whenever I was first on 911, um, it was way different than, you know, what they've, they've come to nowadays. Uh, you know, we got in there, we got our truck checked, we checked oil, we checked our fluids, we checked our equipment, made sure our truck was good and, you know, stocked and all that. But now they have like a, like a system where stuff's already stocked and these little bins and all that, so... It's really nice. Like, I came back and I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you 
you know, you've got this person who cleans the cleans the ambulances and restocks it for you. You have people that cleaned out your vehicles. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, now oh, we that do. must be real now nice. Now we mm-hmm. do. Never had to get on your hands and knees with the sandy cloth. And <laughs> no, no, no. I, I do. I, I, I tell you something. You should try doing that in a Dodge Grand Caravan sometimes. Maybe <laughs> you'd appreciate life a little bit more. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you want to talk about quality of vehicles? One time. All right. This truck, I was sitting way the hell on the southwest side of town, on literally the opposite side of where our headquarters is at. So I'm just, you know, enjoying the last 30 minutes of my shift, smoking my cigarette, having too much caffeine at the end of my shift, you know. Next thing you know, this truck, you know, we ran diesels back then, and this thing just starts smoking. You know, it's it's not like just kind of little white smoke coming out. It's like those douchebags that like to drive their diesels, you know, and just hit the gas so they can just put big old plumes of smoke out. That's what it was doing on its own. (laughs) I wasn't even in the damn thing, and it just started smoking. I had to take, you know, one of these side streets to get all the way across town, blacking out intersections as I was going back to station. I was just like, oh, shit shit somebody's gonna wreck because of me this is bullshit you know because i called my my supervisor i was like hey we're smoking he's like yeah i know you smoke i was like no 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 no. i'm talking about our truck is smoking like it is smoking it is black well does it run (laughs) yes sir all right bring her on back okay yes sir you know Take it back, and you know the the quality from then and now is it's very it's it's so so much better than it was. You know, you know we we have to have an AC, we have to have a heater. You know, <clears throat> absolutely, oh, absolutely. Me. <laughs> I mean, I thought I didn't have calluses, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these <laughs> it's changed. Like I said, it's changed. I paid my dues. <laughs> But now it's nice, yeah. okay? Um, no, I mean, whenever it, whenever I first started, we, we had our routine. We go, we get in there, get our piece of shit checked out, make sure that it, you know, at least got from point A to point B. I kid you not, one time I was driving, you know, code three, as they say, lights and sirens, and I go and I hit the sirens to change it. You know, you're, you're driving through these intersections. You're, you know, you have to see, uh, contrary to popular belief, we do stop at red lights, all right? Anyone who doesn't is an idiot, in my book, um, and you know, in the laws. So there's that. Um, <laughs> so I'm driving through this intersection, and you know, I'm switching it, you know, and it it uh, it just dies. It's like, what the hell? I turn it off. I try to start it back up. Nothing, dude. It just it died, and I was going like 65 at this point. I was like, oh shit! So I had to put it in in the median lane. So yeah, 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 yeah. That was back back in the day. Now, like I said, they actually check their trucks, and you know, they they yeah. keep them like running and stuff like that. And now they have the Tesla models. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No lag on the motors. Yeah, self charging batteries. We actually have flying boxes yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. Self sealing right. bags. Oh, never yeah. mind. Never mind. That's. Never mind. That's oh wait, no, that's that's only that's only when we have to do our jobs. Yeah. That's 
Yeah. A little, a little more often. Maybe if you guys would have, uh, you know, gotten there without your rigs dying, we wouldn't have had to have been so busy all the time. Maybe yeah. we would have had time for maybe Netflix and uh, direct. From time to time. <laughs> when I get that chance, I, I take it. Trust me. Lately, it has not been that at all, dude. Oh, oh, dude. man. I feel for you guys, man. It's yeah. a, it's such a tough... Uh, I, I mean, you guys... Yeah, first responders, I feel like they do get a lot of love, right? I mean, obviously, right? Everyone loves first responders. Oh, yeah, dude, we got a basket of cookies the other day. It was nice. But EMTs, I feel like, don't get enough love. No, they really don't. Everybody's don't. always like, everybody's always back the blue and, oh, our firemen are heroes. But it's yeah. like, hey, did you see that greasy dude sitting behind oh, the fucking gas station no. that just was <laughs> knee deep in, like, yeah. some hobo's chest? Like, yeah. no, you didn't, did you? <laughs> no, yep. no. Like I said, we, we got some cookies the other day. That was nice. It's pretty nice, guys though. though. I mean, you know, I yeah. like it. I like red-headed that. stepchildren take what they get. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. Um, oh, man, it, it's one of those things where we don't care. <laughs> if anything, I, I love my... I love my EMS family. It's crazy because, you know, they're, they're a good old dysfunctional family, just like any other one. You know, you've got your, your, your uncles who are all, you know, cranky and smoking cigarettes in the corner, and then you've got the other ones who, you know, the little cousins who will, you know, they're, they're all sprite and merry, and they're just ready to go out and, you know, save lives and do all this other stuff. And I don't know, that, that there's been tons of memes lately that it's like little baby Yoda, he was all happy, and then you got old Yoda and he's like yeah I had you know I had life in me once like you I was happy before (laughs) you know you've got both of those you know ends of the spectrum uh working there um but definitely uh you know even with with or without recognition um there's a lot of people who have been there for hell there's there's some who've done it for like 10 plus years my partner whenever I first got on you know a 911 truck uh, my second partner, she had been doing it for 12 years Whoa. and yeah, she, she's real good. She's <clears throat> running a small town, uh, service now, but whenever we, uh, we first got on the truck, dude, she taught me so much. She, she really did because she, she gave a damn, you know, uh, <laughs> whenever you're a rookie, you get on the truck and they're just like, how long you had your license? And I'm over here, fresh little EMT Martin. I'm going, um, about six months. <laughs> you know, I, I run into those kids now. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn today. <laughs> that was one thing I always liked about EMT because we never really, we never got to see you guys much because mm-hmm. y'all were always gone by the time we got there. But, um, the few times that I worked scenes with EMT, y'all were the only service that actually would help us with shit. You know what I mean? Like cops were sitting back. Like they were in their cruisers. They were like, I got too much paperwork. I'm yep. sorry. I just don't have time. I can't. I don't know if you notice I'm wearing my nice shoes today. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, firemen were just like, oh, we're not touching bodies. That's disgusting. Why would you expect us? <laughs> To do that, that was volunteers mostly, though. Especially, they didn't want to do that. Oh, but yeah, the EMTs yeah. were like, "Yeah, yeah, let's let's roll this guy over. Like, I'll grab the crispy critter. I don't care. Like, let's you know." Yeah, and it was sure. super yeah. helpful. Yeah. Did you ever work many scenes with EMTs, Mark? I worked like maybe two or three where yeah. they were still there. Yeah, I think so. Um, about the same. It's uh, yeah, but they were always more than willing to help out, which is uh, which is a big deal. Okay. Always I'm willing glad. to get down and dirty. Just no, no yeah. qualms. Uh, I mean, I'm not complaining, bro. But um, now sometimes <laughs> we had to we had to clean up behind y'all because. 
Oh, I mean, it's no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, 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 I get it. I That's where I got my love for advanced point. airway was extubating. Exactly. Yeah. So here's the thing is that we have to leave that stuff. Yeah. We, oh, we, do you really? We have to. Once that cardiac arrest, you know, is worked and we have decided to call it, we have to leave any, like, any catheters that are, you know, IV catheters. If they're, you know, a good stick or a bad stick, you know, we, we have to leave it in uh, the the needles, you know, the I.O. needles, uh, the ones in the bone. Uh, like you said, extubation, you know, we, we can't extubate. We either had LMAs down there. We had uh, King Airways, which we really didn't carry King Airways, but um, LMAs or ET tubes, you know, mm-hmm. we have to leave them. Is that for autopsy purposes? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know. That's the, <laughs> that's one of those things is like, that's just how we were trained. Uh, you know, once we call it, we call it. We, I guess we have to show, hey, we, we put in this effort. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, that's that's really the big thing is you just do it. You are done with the call. You leave the scene. We generally try to, you know, at least me, I try to put a sheet over them, you know, just to be respectful. Yeah. You know, you don't want uh, everybody walking in out of this person's house and just, you know, be like, oh, there's a dead person, you know. <laughs> you want to actually be respectful and be like, yo, dude. It's it's like you said. A lot of people die naked. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! When you said that, because uh, I've been listening, I'm telling you, everyone does die naked. Yeah. It's some bullshit, man. <laughs> oh man, you know, whenever you get ROSC, which is you know, re- return of your spontaneous uh, circulation, you're just like, oh hell yeah, that's badass. And then you realize, oh shit, I gotta move this 300 pound naked guy now onto my bed. <laughs> Fuck! Get the sheet. You know? Yeah. Um, always get the sheet. It, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I always appreciated most about you guys was when you would leave a sheet. Yeah. Because we were eternally stealing sheets from hospitals and shit because mm-hmm. we never had enough. I always really liked that because oh. you could. it was always relatively clean. You know, yeah. like you might have a, like a small stain, yeah. but you could just fold it up. Yeah. So some of those I just folded right back up and put on my cot. Yeah. And yeah. I had them for the next call. No mm-hmm. shit. Like, good work. You guys are out there doing the Lord's yeah, that, work. That helps out a lot. It dude. does. Well, now I'm glad to know that, you know, that the sh- clean sheet that I leave there has been used for something at least. No, That's yeah. appreciated. And, <laughs> and it's nice that you did it out of respect, too. I yeah. mean, there, there's a lot of people that, uh, yeah. Bro, yeah. even even in the industry, you know, when um, when we put bodies in the cooler, we put uh, something over their face. We put a sheet over their face. We put a towel over their face. You know, Please tell me you put coins on their eyes. We we don't. I'm not. <laughs> I have never done that. Sorry. Yeah, I, I got that. That's a fanboy thing from the Boondock scenes. I, I saw oh, that. yes. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, where yeah, have yeah. I seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it, it, when you do that, and then there were people that, like, wouldn't do it, and it would bother me. I'm yeah. like, bro, it's like. For one, like, why do you want to stare into their decaying eyes? And then two, it's like, it's because just do it, you know? It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, just like out of respect. Yeah, respect. yeah, yeah no, for sure. Your face doesn't look good after you die. Your know, jaw yeah. starts sagging. Especially, and, you know, when you, people have been manipulating it. Oh, dude, especially. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you, God forbid, you know, uh, like, hang suicides, like, tongues all, oh, all yeah. cyanotic and yeah. distended. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, I don't no. want anybody seeing me like that. I'll tell you that. That's yeah, don't. No way, yeah. man. Cover me up. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm gonna be naked, so cover me up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cover me. Up. You can you can cover me from the waist up if you want to, so that everybody can behold. <laughs> Enjoy the glory if you want to. Yeah. You know, I don't so, want to intimidate anybody. <laughs> but <laughs> what? Oh god. Oh. Awful. You hate it. You hate it. It's, it's crazy, man. That that uh, that you did that side. It's um. 
Actually, as soon as I ask you that question about why you guys don't clean up, autopsy makes sense. If they have that to do an sense. autopsy, that makes sense. Um, I didn't mean that like in disrespectful <laughs> way. It's just like whenever You're we get fine. them back to the Dude, office. we can fuck some rooms up. I'm <laughs> oh, not going to yeah. lie. Well, it's like when we get them back and they're not autopsied, then we have to take off the... Uh, I'm not uh, adverse in, in your in your vernacular, if you will, but uh, the sticky pads on the chest, I got to take those off, and they would always stick to my gloves. Mm-hmm. I'd have to just get a new pair of gloves. They'd come off with my gloves. Oh, I'd throw yeah. it in the trash. What? I mean, bro, how? Like, you're, you're telling me regular adhesive wouldn't do the job? They had to put super glue on every single one of those chest pads? I don't know what pads? the hell that is. You got man. to, man. To be, to be honest with you, that thing is – here's the thing, though. You know, you've, you've got uh, patients who – they were probably having, you know, a lot of times, you know, you've got people who have had heart attacks or something like that. Yeah. And they... Um, hey, Anthony, you should grab me something. What you want? Anything. Anything? All right. Uh, you've got patients who, you know, they've probably been having a heart attack or throwing a PE right before, you know, you get down there. So, you know, they get that textbook, pale, cool, diaphoretic. And, you know, once they got that diaphoresis gone and they're sweaty, um, that adhesive, it's almost like a... It not bonds to your sweat, but it helps push it out of the way or whatever, and you actually get to. Uh, it, it works, you know that. That's why that it's a specialty adhesive, I guess. I don't know how they do it. I, I, you know, I don't want to lie to you about how they manufacture it or whatnot, but <laughs> but uh, definitely is one of those things that they, you know, it, it's it does its job, you know. Yeah, so. I mean, I I, I think that that's. Uh if you're making those, I assume you you don't want to fuck it up. I don't I don't think yeah. you want to, to be the one brand that like sticks seventy five percent of the time. You know, <laughs> everybody knows use like the Scotch tape guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nine and ten cardiologists. Those cheap motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they had these shipped in from Hong Kong. See if they work. Like, exactly. They only cover the nipple. Just use it. Um, <laughs> just, just use it. Well, because they, they taught us like in like in because uh, I've been BLS certified a few times, mm-hmm. and they always told us that those double over is like waxing pads. You know, you get a super hairy patient, the pads won't stick, you just rip it off and then stick it back on there. Yeah, you know. Which doesn't make sense crazy. to me because there's it already hair really on it. Like, it really doesn't to me. It doesn't stick. That, you know, and people always, there's some people who say that, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you'll clean up. No, dude, just carry a safety razor, like some cheapo, like. Just get the big. Yeah, get, get Shave the, them get, up. Get, get, the get, get the big with like 12 blades on it or whatever. <laughs> And then that way, because <laughs> you, you know you don't want to chafe their chest yeah. while you're trying to bring their heart back. You know, <laughs> exactly. God forbid. No, well, here's the thing: we have the little safety razors that just have that one single blade on yeah, it. Those yeah. are rough. If, oh, they clog. T- Dude, one yeah. time, you know, I had to go into work, and my boss is like, "Martin, the hell's wrong with your face?" <laughs> hey, boss, <laughs> it's it's not not shaving. Do you have a razor with you? No, 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 sir. You know, this is when I was a little rookie EMT. He's like, well, get a safety razor. Oh. Clean your face up before you go out on the streets. Yes, sir. Oh, dude. I never forgot to shave after that. Oh, no, Hell man. No. Yeah, no, but we, we use those. It, it leaves a fucked up little smiley face, you know, because you have to go into your <laughs> so many for your uh, <laughs> your, for your leads, you know. You got your one and two on each side of your sternum, basically. And then you've got the other one that's got, you know, three through six over here all the way to your mid-axillary point. Yep. And so you've got little dots. If you got some dude who has, like, uh, you you seen, like, uh, the crudes, you know, the dad. Yeah. That, yeah. The, you, literally, that's people. They exist. 
there's some Neanderthal, like there's some Neanderthal motherfuckers out there, and we, I have ran on them, and so I, I go and do that razor. I have to use both sides and throw it away and use another one because that is, Damn. yeah, it, it's rough, man. I never thought about having to shave somebody before you were getting to work, you know? Yeah, you know that's the I never thing. Thought about that, and mm-hmm. so that's another PSA. You know, put some boxers on before you decide to die, and maybe shave your chest. <laughs> Not the whole thing, just like <laughs> from the nipples up, like the pec yeah. major. Just shave it. You well, know? I know it's fucked up. All right, so yeah, the other day I, do. I got I was okay. Listen, guys, mm. I'm gonna be real honest with everybody in here. I'm uh I'm a groomer, if you will. I take care of myself. I don't like hair. I have long hair, long arm hair, long long uh, long leg hair, long armpit hair. So I shave my armpit hair. Yeah. I also get I'm also prone to ingrowns. Mm-hmm. This isn't an ad, by the way. <laughs> this is the real shit. So I'm always looking for like. New products like a nair, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't like to shave. I cut myself. And Dollar uh, Shave Club provides the <laughs> smoothest. Oh, you know what's crazy, bro? They sent me. I forgot to give you your half of it. Aww. As weird as that is, did I, we get a, we get a plug? I don't. Do we need to plug them for it? I don't know. I feel like maybe they want us to plug them. And we're not going to do that. Yeah. I want to be very yeah. clear. So uh, go fuck itself. You can keep but sending uh, it to me. <laughs> no, we will not plug you on this show. <laughs> yeah. So I was using magic. And uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's called magic. Um, but I was scared to use it. It's supposed to be on your face. I was like, I'm not doing that on my face. So I was like, let me do my chest. I don't... I'll show you guys right now. It's not that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's got like a... Well, you know, it's a little tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. Representing. Bro, go. for some reason, I just thought, let me just do my chest. And I did. I did uh, <clears throat> rest plate up. Right. Bro, I went swimming the next day. Oh, no. And this part of my body was like, uh, I, like it was fine. I didn't get anything bad. It was fine. No oh, reaction. Yeah, 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 that was fine. I just like realized that when I took my shirt off at the pool, half my body <laughs> <laughs> was hairless. And, uh, and this lady was kind of staring at me, bro. <laughs> And I was like, well, I, I don't blame her. You know, I just put my shirt back on, bro. I just, I just yeah. got out of there. I figured yeah. it was the right thing to do, you know? You know, at that point, you just have to maintain eye contact yeah. and just get in the pool real slow. Yeah. <laughs> just look at it. Damn, bro. But that's great. How often do you think that happens where you run into, where you run into someone and you have to shave? Um, you know, honestly, it's, it's a dime a dozen. You know, whenever it's a lady, it freaks me out, but... <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. No, no. We've seen them. They're out there. We spent a lot of time at Waffle House. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I have seen a couple. Yeah. There yeah. are a few. That yeah. Happens. Yeah. There was one girl in college. I was scarred. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. That was a rough night. How How's your body? Is your back fucked up? Or did you guys have the nice gurneys that live? Yeah, no, they have like the gurneys that like. Uh, No. No, now listen. Now I know because I've seen it. (laughs) Other services around here, some of them, they have the fully automated one. You just ram it into the back of the truck and that thing picks it up all nice. Like it just locks into it and then the legs just raise themselves and then they just go in. And I see that so often. I'm like, you son of a bitch. You lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. And you're caught. Dude, but, really? you know, it, it's not that bad. You know, it, it's just about form. If you're lifting, lift with the good form. I saw one dude. He was, he was a skinny little thing, man. Probably weighed a whole 125 pounds soaking wet. Um, that kid, he basically, I don't know, is some Pythagorean theorem bullshit. <laughs> but he goes and he is under... <laughs> That caught, and he pushed those buttons so that those legs would lift, and those legs were barely 
not touching him, and they lift. And he's over here. The cot is literally, he's on the other end, and he's under that cot. And then he puts that patient in there. I look at him, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm putting my patient in my, in my truck. I'm like, you almost died. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what the <laughs> hell, dude? But, you know, it, it's all about... Um, Lifting properly. There's a lot of guys who go in there and they're just like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking chingon. I can go in there and I, I can lift a thousand pounds. I can, I work out all the time. And then those are the guys who end up fucking up because yeah. they don't have good form. Right, right. Like honestly, um, me personally, um, I could be worse. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I worked nine one one for about three and a half years before I got off. And hell, I think sitting at a desk. As a dispatcher, probably fucked up my back more than uh, any of my time on the street mm-hmm. um, because now I can I can still lift some big ones. Um, man, y'all talk about fatties all the time, and man, <laughs> that, <sighs> the first time we talked about oversized, we we're like, we're not here to fat shame, we're not here to, and we never are. We're not here hey, to I'm make anybody either. feel bad about themselves. Dude, Martin comes on, he's like, now listen here, you <laughs> fat slobs. <laughs> Oh, Daddy's home, and it's time to get you know, in shape. Home. <laughs> I'm not. For the record, I am not a small dude. All right, I'm 300 pounds, and I'm five eight. All right, I should look more like a bowling ball. Why I don't? Only God knows. But you can still run, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my man still moves. <laughs> I moves. Tried. I did my first half marathon last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazingly, I didn't die. I'm pretty sure I was in sepsis the next day, but besides that, you know. <laughs> Just a little touch of rhabdo. You're fine. Keep going. You're up. fine. We're, we're good. Um, well, rhabdo, you know, there was only so much blood in my pee the next day. But, uh, no, we, we go and you just really have to make sure that when you go in there, you you don't forget the basics. Like, you, you don't forget the basics and you will preserve yourself a little bit more. A little longer, I should say. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, y'all's cot has to weigh significantly more than ours, right? I mean, y'all's... Yeah, because y'all have, like, a real mattress on there and all uh, that stuff. And, like, you it's guys... A, it's it's kind of a foam mattress. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's a foam mattress, and then we've got the little hydraulic pump on it, obviously. Um, and, honestly, I can lift that thing pretty easily on my own. Oh, really? It's, it's not super heavy. What do you they, think ours weighed? 75 pounds? No, not even close, because ours, so. ours were, like, aluminum framed. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, ours were like lightweight. I mean, ours I guess I'm like so strong at 75. You don't recognize 75 at a certain right, point. Right, you know? right, No, for sure. When daddy's got guns like this, it's, you know, what, what's, what, what's 75? <laughs> daddy, when daddy removes 30 pounds of hair from only his upper chest. You know? <laughs> Thanks, Magic. <laughs> Thanks, Magic. Ladies, if you want to be smooth and silky, Magic. <laughs> I'm t- hey, it, it does work. Hey, I'm not, you know, it I, does its I job, don't work right? for them. I don't do anything for them, but yeah. I mean, it does its, its job. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. plug Magic before I sh- plug Dollar Shave Club. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put that out there right now. And, no. Yep. yep. Oh, but uh, no, y'all's had to be significantly heavier because ours are like skeletons, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, really. Okay. Like, you've seen, like, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen it, but like, you know, like in all the old movies where the ambulance rolls up and it's a station wagon. And they pull out the cot. Bringing out the dead or something yeah, like yeah. that. Raising yeah, the dead. Yeah, kind of like bringing out the dead, but even older. Oh, hell. Like, think like the old, like, black and white movies where the the ambulance pulls up and it's literally a station wagon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and they have that. That's what we had. We literally, like, the yeah. orange pad cots. Yeah. We oh. had those with the side rails that folded, that just, like, swung down. Now, those yeah, are yeah. incredibly light. 
They are very Those light. Those are incredibly light. There's and a, they are incredibly unstable, too. You get what you pay for. They will yeah. tip over. <laughs> yeah, see, ours, honestly, I don't know how much it weighed. Um, but it didn't weigh that much. Uh, probably, like you said, like 65, 75 pounds, something like that. Um, <clears throat> it, it's not bad. Um, not bad at all. Uh, but, yeah, dude, honestly, when it comes down to it... Uh, you just, you got to take care of yourself whenever you're out there. That's what we preach, too. I, Definitely. I, it's so important, dude. Um, I have injuries. He has injuries. You got to take care of yourself, bro. No, you for sure. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah, don't be stupid when you're out there. If there's any EMTs listening, dude, lift properly. Definitely. Train. Something. I'm smoke, a- smoke a couple less cigarettes <laughs> than usual. Nah. Nah. No. <laughs> Can I drag this deep? Can I go deep on you, dude? Go for I it. I mean, this is the first That's... time I've ever met I, Anthony. Him going yeah. back, I've never met him. It's actually opposite because most of the time I bring in people that Anthony's yeah. never met. So, and it's yeah, fun no, times. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fun. We like to spring people on on people. Yeah, no, and, I and love then it. force each other into yeah. levels of intimacy that are not naturally occurring. <laughs> yeah. It's great. That's so much fun. I miss oh, yeah. Max. I'm finding myself. I know. Missing Max. I keep looking over. I keep expecting to hear him whispering in my ear. Yeah. You know that silky smooth. Voice. Dude, I, I, I can't get over it, bro. I, 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 I dreamt about it last night. I almost left it my narrates. fucking wife. <laughs> oh, God. I love you, Max. He's going to listen to this. He's going to turn bright right <laughs> Oh, gosh. Dude, I would not. <laughs> just the most gentle person, man. He's he a good dude. I'm telling you, that's a good dude, man. Nicest it, person. It, it took me so long to get to know him. He's a good guy. Genuinely <laughs> kind. Genuinely kind soul. Sorry, Max. I just don't like people in my house, but... That's what took me so long to get to know him. I was just like, ah, another one that wants in. 18 year old kids that want to be called elder. Listen, buddy. (laughs) You know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, all right. Let's dig Let's go back. Let's let's get on track. Let's dig deep. Before we go down that hole. Um, So let me me drag you, man. Sure. You've seen people die. Oh, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> okay, like I don't mean to sound cold. No, or no, no, anything. no, no, no. It's it's really the thing that I really wanted to come on here and be like, "Yo, man, it's it's taboo almost in you know the community." Is you get trained, don't worry about it, just get ready for the next call, right? And don't talk about it. Um. Lately, they've they've gotten a lot better. You know, we actually have CISM personnel, which is critical incident stress management. You know, and we actually have those guys on call. Um, uh, the company that I work for, you know, they established a therapy dog initiative. You know, and it's like I want and it's nationwide. I almost said worldwide, but it's nationwide. You know, actually started up in our town, so it's it's one of those things that they're really starting to embrace the mental health, and they're they're really starting to push, hey, you can talk about stuff. You know, that's that's why I'm so open to it now. I'm like, hell yeah, let's let's talk dead people, you know. Whenever I emailed you, I was like, dude, I love you guys. I hate you guys. <laughs> because <laughs> it, 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 it's I'm, – I'm glad that you guys are doing this because, you know, I can actually um, show people that it's, it's okay to talk about fucked up shit, you know. Yeah. Um, don't think that it's not – really have to go and uh you have to embrace it because if you don't then you know it's going to eat away at you it's it's weird man you know i talk to people who have been police officers uh, <clears throat> all these different things and and i ask i dude 
any, anytime anybody's comfortable with me asking them, I ask them, bro, what's your mental state? How, do, how are you coping? What are you doing? And people sometimes will tell me that they're fine. Nothing bothers them. They don't sleep well at night. And, um, but then when you dig a little bit deeper, bro, they don't know their kids. They, they, they don't talk to their kids. You know, they're in the, you know, they're, they're dealing with divorcing. They're in the middle of a divorce. They're, they're having a hard time communicating with anybody. They're talking to me, bro. You only talk to me if you got to talk. I don't talk to anybody unless you got to talk. You know what I mean? So they're, you know, I I think people are having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that they need to talk about things. And you're right. It it, it is taboo, bro. It's well, not so much anymore, but it was, and it's, it was taboo for your industry, for our industry, for anything that deals with death, anything that you have to see. um, So you think this can deal with human suffering or, yeah. Or things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part. All of it, it. takes a toll, dude. You got to be All tough, right? You got you got to be yeah. the stoic, in control, right? Of not only yourself but everybody around you at that moment, right? Right. It's it's, this, it's a fucked up it's a fucked up model. We have a gift where we were able to, able to work in our respective industries, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that we have to be these stone cold people. We can talk about it. We can get things out. We can educate others. We can warn people before they get into it. You know, the unfortunate thing is. In both of these industries, it's sink or swim, dude. We take an eighteen-year-old kid out on a call, never seen anything. His parents pay his rent, you know. His girlfriend gets his nails done every week, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he's with his parents on a on a car ride. They're holding hands, you know. what I mean, he hasn't mm-hmm. seen shit yet. And then he, he, I mean, bro, that's what they did. You know what I mean? <laughs> he goes out on a call with us. There's four people dead, and he's wide-eyed. He doesn't know what to do, and he oh, yeah. doesn't know what to say. And what are you gonna do when you see a toddler flat? You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, you ever yeah. seen? Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. that fucks people, man. It, it, yeah, you're not ready for that at the time. Yeah, maybe you got to push it down. You got to get ready for the next oh, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send but a student it down, all adds up. Down that rabbit hole, man. Uh, yeah, I had that call actually. Um, we had a student that day, and man, I, I told him I was like, "Listen, dude, you don't have to go in there. This is a fucked up call, um, and you are not expected to go in there." This is a really messed up thing that's happened. Um, and he was just like, no, no, uh, I need to see this. Oh, man, I, I I wish I would have told him just to shut up and stay in the truck. Because, um, you know, I heard through the grapevine. You, you always hear through the grapevine, you know, through the community. Um, you know, the students that come up and they were in the class as you know one of your students and you, you just hear oh yeah that kid got on drugs real bad after this bad call that he had and all this other stuff and i was just like shit <clears throat> you know you feel i felt that responsibility i was like shit man he went down that hole because i allowed him to go and see something that he probably shouldn't have you know right um but yeah yeah it, it's one of those things like you said it's uh it can definitely push people to their limits if they're not prepared and if they're not you know um if they're just not in it if they're not good for that field you know yeah they'll go and they'll definitely they they can spiral so quick there's ways to do good in the world without jumping into these crazy industries bro you you really have to have a certain gift to jump into these you know i I mean i respect it bro a lot of people want to change the world a lot of people want to do good a lot of people you know Mm -hmm. i promise you dude there's a million different ways to do it you don't have to jump into one of these crazy fucking things. You don't have to do something like this. Yeah. You don't have to go and face things that, that you don't want to face. Right. You don't have to go and see these things, deal with these things. Oh, for sure. Bro, if you want to make a difference, you meals. know what? <laughs> go, go to Meals on Wheels. Yeah, go to yeah. Meals on Wheels. Go take a job. Go go hand out. Uh, go play your guitar down at the old folks' home. Yeah. 
hell yeah. Dude, go just, go work at a daycare. Help your kids. Go do something. Homework. Homework. You know what I mean? I understand just, people are attracted to the action, right? People are always attracted to the action. They always want that. They want to be the hero. But it's not worth the cost. It is never worth that cost. You don't have to do that to be a contributing member of society right. or to be able to look in the mirror in the morning. Yeah. There are other ways. You're absolutely right. That's spot on, man. Yeah. I mean, and I think I, my opinion, man, when people ask me like, hey, I want to do it. What should I look out for? What should I do it? I'm like, man, if if you have any reservations, if you think at all that like that you just you can't handle something or anything because you're going to come across it all you know no oh, matter yeah. what you're going to get it all in about a six month period you'll, you'll see everything <laughs> in about six months it, i mean fast. sooner really but oh, i believe it so i mean if you have reservations man just you know you know go go play your guitar somewhere you know you're not I mean, you're not less of a man that. or less yeah. of anything for for not wanting to do that but it oh, will no, make sure. you less of a man when you come back and shell yourself five years later yeah and you're and you're struggling you don't want to be a shell of yourself. That's that's uh, that's that's a hard thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Would you say you ever? And we don't have to. We don't have to go into this. But would you say that you that you face that? Would you say that you face those struggles of dealing and processing some of that stuff? You know, um, I did. I, I did for a while. Um, it was almost a culture. You know how we responded to the shit that we saw. Um, unfortunately, we had a uh, supervisor, you know, God rest his soul, he uh, committed suicide. And, you know, he... Uh, you ran that call. <clears throat> we did. Oh. Yeah, you and I. He still had his uniform on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I come into the station, you know, talking shit to an uh, offcoming crew. What the fuck are you still doing here? You know, and sure enough, you know she she tells me so and so killed himself. I was like, shit! I felt like such a piece of shit right then. And dude, this girl was broken, you know, because she had looked up to him whenever uh, you know whenever she got on. She was still pretty new. Um, I just held her, <laughs> like I was like, come here, <laughs> just fucking come here. We barely knew each other. I was, and uh but she did know the guy who did it and dude uh, i just held her uh and you know it, it's the most we can do and that was one of the moments where we really we, we came together um really close but like i said we also tracked <laughs> each other down there was so much drinking that week it was rough um but we at the same time you know we raised each other up and we really uh came together as a family uh as well as know fire came around their cism crew um but yeah there's there's tons of people who don't realize that this the shit happens to everybody you know as responders we're not immune to it um but I, i'm getting a little off subject i feel like <laughs> no dude it's cool this you is, yeah, dude, this yeah, is open forum yeah. no, let the spirit uh, lead you where it's our show bro yeah, no, we're not sponsored. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't tell us shit. Obviously, we just ruined a fucking bridge. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we went and um, it was just one of those things where we uh, we deal with it the way we deal with it. And the way we dealt with it was bad coping mechanisms. You right. know, we just go and we drink all, all freaking week long. You know, everyone get off a shift. We go get fucked up and then you know, sober up, get to bed, get back to work, you know. Um, for a while there was it was a toxic mentality to where 
it's like you don't talk about it. You just uh, water it down with some alcohol, go home, sleep it off, and, you know, just do it again the next day. And there's still some people who do that. Uh, do I commend it? No. Am I, you know, perfect by any means? No, because, hell, I, I still do it every now and then. But uh, it's one of those things that, you know, you just... <laughs> You, uh, how can I put it? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where we, we really just worked on taking care of each other at that point. You know, we, we've seen some fucked up shit, and we do the best we can. And like I said, now they've got CISM crews and all that shit, and it's a blessing. Like, I'm so happy that they actually have gone and done that. There's people with actual training now, you know, whenever that happened, um, there was people who came up from Austin and they were CISM certified. You know, the dispatchers had gotten them to come up, you know, they paid them, they paid their hotel fees, everything. And, uh, they, uh, helped us out. That is cool. And you know, that's something that I don't know if we, if we talk about enough, because as a culture, you know, like we say, uh, Dude, I read an article, okay, and I, I I don't know how to put that. I want to put this right, but I read an article uh, probably last week that was posted by a page that I follow on social media that's run by former Special Forces operators, right? And um, the article had to do with the fetishization, fetishization of the American military over the past few decades, right? And the basic gist of the article was the American people see certain groups as untouchable. They see them as above because of a heroic perception, right? It's not necessarily admiration. It's not necessarily love. It's you become a a fetish. You become this, this thing that that is obsessed over, right? Not like a sexual fetish, but a, a fetish that's obsessed over, right? right. And yeah. so the yeah, American yeah, yeah, public yeah. lifts you up and they obsess over the ideal of this of this thing. And we don't talk about this, most especially within the, the first responder community. We picked up so many, whether it was suicide, uh, that were active first responders, whether it was people that drank themselves to death. Uh, a lot, dude, just a lot of retired a lot of retired first responders that just drank themselves right to the fucking ground, you know, or drugs, heroin, a lot of heroin, Damn. all sorts of shit. But we don't talk about that, right? That doesn't make the, that doesn't make the newspapers. Yeah. All that makes the newspapers is is put a, a yellow ribbon out on your porch to support the frontline right. workers, right? right? Yeah. But we don't we don't. There's a problem, and that's a problem within within all of these respective communities. Is that you're expected to be something? That a human being just cannot be. Yep. Did you ever feel a pressure for that? To live up to that ideal? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, it was probably whenever I saw my first kid. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember my first, you know, round of CPR on a patient, but, you know, I remember my first kid like it was yesterday. Um, this kiddo, you know, we pull up to the scene, and there's just Tahoe basically sitting on top of this 
look, I don't know, it was like a Malibu, either a Malibu or like a Corolla or something. Um, mom got knocked pretty good, and she was doing the repetitive questioning, and there was a fireman opening a door. This little girl was uh, <clears throat> screaming, dude, screaming like a fucking banshee. Um, and, you know, she was still in her car seat and her seatbelt, you know? So I think that was like the thing that saved her. It was ridiculous. You know, you always hear, oh, we're gonna put your kid in car seat, after, you know, up to so many pounds and, you know, so whatever height and shit, that's, uh, I saw it. It was true. You know, that that's car seat saved that little girl's life. Uh, but they opened that door and she's good. You know, she's in one piece. She's screaming. Shit. Kids screaming. That means she's got a good airway. Right. <laughs> you know, that's the first fucking thing is like, I like babies that are crying because they're fucking crying. Yep. That means they've got a good airway. They've got some effort that they can put behind that cry and shit's working basically. Um, but we get, uh, we get mom loaded up. We get um, sister loaded up. Um, next thing you know, they're asking for our monitor, but, you know, we've got another crew that pulled up, and apparently they're like, we're getting the other kid. Fuck. I was like, there's another fucking kid in that car? Um, what? You know, the, the back seat was just caved the fuck in to, what was it? And it was, shit, it was about halfway through the front passenger seat you know so i was like there's no fucking way there's somebody else there has to be a kid on the side of the highway or something there's no fucking way sure enough they had cut another kid out uh laid him out on the uh on the overpass i was like fuck you know we were on an overpass whenever that was our scene um that kid they lay him down and you know not moving just uh just there uh I remember uh, the other crew coming up and they had their monitor. So I was like, well, um, you got a monitor. We're good to go then. So they were like, yeah, uh, the next truck will take this one if, you know, they take them. I was like, fuck. You know, I didn't see anything. I heard that. I get over the median, you know, because it was, it was about waist high. So I get over that median and I get into you know, the back of my box and my partner's like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. I was like, okay. It's like, we going hot or not? And he was like, no, no, we're, we're good for now. If we need to upgrade, I'll, I'll let you know. But, uh, sure enough, uh, I start driving off and I hear it come over the radio, you know, patient 1079, which means a uh, patient's dead <clears throat> or they were calling the patient at that time. Uh, so I don't sound as tacky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, they called the patient at that time, and, you know, it was this, pff, how old was this kid? Let's say it was four. Yeah. You know, that, that mom, whenever I was boarding her up, you know, putting her on a backboard and mobilizing her, all that stuff, uh, repetitive questioning, where's my baby, where's my baby, where's my baby? And it's just like, fuck, man, I don't know, but I need, I was told to, come over here, triage you, and get you, you know, mobilized and boarded back up and uh, get you in the, the ambulance. So um, the point you were talking about, you know, did you ever feel that pressure? Fuck yeah. We we got to the hospital and, uh, 
let's see. I was just at the point to where I was like, fuck, I just saw that. That was my first kid, you know. I was like, holy shit. Um, you know, my partner at the time was like, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, because it was that mentality. You, you go and you're just expected to be okay so you can run the next call at that point. It, that, that, that's what it was. Um, we... Um, we get our patients into their beds and you know, there, um, there are other crews there. Obviously it was a busy day. I can't remember, but I know my, my future partner was there and she knows, uh, she was the one I told you she had been working for about 12 years at the point whenever we started working and she comes up to me, she's like, Hey, fuck's wrong with you. <laughs> like nothing I'm, I'm good i wasn't making eye contact i was just making my fucking cut i was wiping shit down i was i was getting ready to go out on the next call i'm like i'm fine i'm fine i i'm i'm good you know you know is that reality you were expected to be okay you know from a lot of the senior medics they're just like oh you'll be all right you know just brush it off get on to the next one and that was my first kid and uh <laughs> you know that it, it gives me peace of mind to know that she was there because she's exactly what I needed. I needed my little angel to tell me that it's okay to be fucking human. Because that's exactly what she did. She said, did you see him? Yes. Yes, I did. And she was like, you can fucking cry. And <laughs> I'm over here like, fuck no. She did not just say I could cry. Sure enough, fucking tear just rolls and I'm, my lip starts quivering. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm, ah, oh, dude, they, they, they just waterworks. I'm over here making my cod crying like a bitch. And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, now I'm like, well, no, I wasn't crying like a bitch. I was having a human, you know, a human emotional response. I just saw a dead kid, you know, and um, I was like, shit, you know, and uh, she calls the, the supervisor and is just another reinforcement of, hey, it's okay to be fucking human. It's okay to have questions, you know, because uh, he gets there. And he's like, hey, I was told to talk to you. Get in the truck. So I was like, shit. I go and I get into, you know, his supervisor vehicle, and he looks at me, and, you know, he was my what we called tribe leaders, um, you know, because each supervisor got so many people, and they broke them into tribes, so... He was mine, and uh, he was super. He was souping that day, so he was just like, "Hey, are you good, or do you need to go home?" You know, my my mentality was, I still have like five hours left on my shift. I'm like, I'm not going home. Are you shitting me? I was like, No, um, no, I'm not going home. I'm I'm here to work, you know, because I wanted to hold that persona up you know i wanted to be there i wanted to be a good emt i wanted to be you know completely just unaffected but i wasn't but he said you know what tell me if you're good or not right now so i can send you home and i can bring my uncle crew in i was like no because my mentality then was like there was one person i couldn't help that day you know and i and the way i see my job is <clears throat> You know, I've been too lucky to come back and have a spot for me. You know, it's like, uh, I don't mean to get preach or anything, but, you know, God has a plan. I am where I'm supposed to be. 
you know, every person that I come into contact to, you know, with, I'm like, I was meant to come into contact with you today. You know, the plan's bigger or whatever. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Um, and he told me, he was like, no, if you need to go home, go home. I was like, no, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm good. I'm fine. He's like, listen, I don't know if you believe in God, but I know whenever I go that I'm going to have a list of questions. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> That's a badass soup right there, man. He's like, whenever I die, I'm going to be the one asking questions. <laughs> I'm like, shit. So, you know, it, it, he's one of those those guys who's like ninja skills and everything, and he's just a good supervisor. And, uh, yeah, he, he told me, he's like, I'm, I'm going to have questions, you know. But if you need to rest or you need to, re you know, gather yourself or anything like that, you let me know and I can let you go home. And like I said, I had the mentality, I'm going to help somebody else today. Yeah. Um, one that I couldn't, there's plenty out there that I can. That's a, Damn, bro. And I don't know. I never understood how you guys deal with that shit. Like, it was rare. Okay, I remember. Alcohol. A lot of alcohol. I just mean like in the moment, dude. Because yeah. like, I remember, I remember hearing every, I, I, I remember the sound that a mother makes. When she loses her child, Just you know you have. There's no way to describe that. You know, it's like um, it, it's you know whenever you sing in the shower, there's nobody around. Yeah, you just sing, no matter what the fuck you sound like. Mm -hmm. That's what a mother's scream. It's coming from the same place. It's coming from. It doesn't matter, dude. You know when you're when you're letting it out in this primal fucking terror of a voice that that's what a mother scream is whenever they lose their so, child i never want to hear you in the shower <laughs> it sounds about the same honestly it's, a, it's oh, maybe an octave lower yeah. and it's just <laughs> looking at things that you're killing somebody in your apartment man <laughs> there's lyrics involved there's it's, a, big, it's a good time there's lyrics involved there's a calliope in there tell me you're not like, oh in this god. moment lyrics over here blood 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 <laughs> oh god but it's just like it's crazy because we i mean we encountered chaos obviously chaotic scenes and stuff like yeah. that but most of the people we came into contact with were already fucking dead. Yeah. They weren't going to make any noise. They weren't going to squirm. They weren't going to try to fight us. We didn't have to watch them go. Yeah. yeah. We didn't have to fight against them going. Mm -hmm. I never was able to understand. And I pray to God that, that when I get into my field, I, I don't just crumple like a piece of fucking paper when oh. it happens. But I know you, you I don't know how you guys do that. What kind of a mindset is that where you're able to just get in there and and go to work. You know what I mean? You know, I, I think about it whenever I first got back to um got back to work on, on the box, I was just like, This feels good, you know? But at the same time I was like running, you know, lights and sirens whenever I came back because I had to clear before I could go to, you know, my assignment. Um, you know, they have to assess you and make sure you can still drive code three, which is lights and sirens and they you, you know, you can you, know, you still be familiar with the protocols and all that. Um, whenever I lit it up again, after not being on a box for like three, four years, maybe, uh, I was the same little dots of sweat. That I remember my first day that I got to drive an ambulance, lights and sirens, just beads of sweat on my nose. <laughs> like that's the only spot. My forehead was fine. Um, 
my cheeks. No, not like my arms weren't sweating, but right there on my nose. It was like that intensity. It was just like, there's the sweat. There's the adrenaline just leaking out of, out of my face. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that it's adrenaline. It's, you know, just the, the will to help somebody. Um, that's my thing is that, you know, even if they're being shitty to you, it's like, dude, I signed up for this. There's some people who, like I said, you've, you've got good medics and then you've got shitty medics and then you've got burnt ass, you know, burnt out people who don't need to, to be there anymore. You know, treat it, treat the hobo the same way as you would treat your mother on that box. That's the way I see it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, whenever it comes down to it, you're just there to help do your job. And you know, that's, that's one thing that you going into the field that you're going into is, um, you're going in there to help people. Oh yeah. And I mean, once you get into it and you get to get in those scenes and all that, you, you'll, you'll get that rush and then you'll be like, okay. Um, one of my first, uh, pediatric codes, um, I remember freaking the fuck out, dude. It was, I was out of that fucking ER room so fucking fast. This was when, you know, there was no work on scene for 20 minutes and then transport. If you get, you know, uh, pulses back, it was, they're dying. We're driving and we're working them. You know, you'd work a little bit on scene. Um, and then you would, uh, work them in route and you'd work them when you get to the hospital. Uh, we were not allowed to call people out very much, very much anyways. Um, but yeah, I remember that first pediatric code I had, and it was just like, holy shit. I got the fuck out of that ER room. We transported. I got my crew down. You know, we got the firemen and my medic all pulled out of the back of the truck, got them into the ER room, and I got the fuck out of there. I was just like, fuck that. I remember freaking out, going to my truck, and crying. I was like, holy shit, I just saw that. I had to be a part of that. And, you know, it was after that, it was like guilt. Because, you know, the kid didn't make it. So I was like, shit. What the fuck? What if I had stayed there? What if I had done better compressions than the other guy? You know, it was that immediate guilt. I was like, fuck, man. I fucked up. I wasn't in there. I could have helped. You know, and I was just like, shit. I could have helped. And, you know we got more afterwards so i just had to nut up per se i hate to say because it sounds cliche but you know you just have to kick it in the gear whenever you you get your next one because you know there's going to be another one and another one uh but i got in there i mean i remember that kid looking down at me i'm over here doing compressions i remember the rt the rt was the one that was like hey deeper faster yes sir you know, I'm just over here like, oh, shit, I'm really doing this. I'm doing compressions on a kid. Holy shit, this is happening. We got that kid back, luckily, um, for a little bit. You know, family got to come to peace with it and say goodbye a couple of days later. Um, but at least we got that kid back, you know. It was, it was one of those things where uh, uh, that was one of the places that, you know, gave me the – I had that mentality afterwards of, you know, seeing that kid on, on that overpass is like one, I can't help this one. I can't, you know? Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that it just kind of comes with time, you know, 
you start to get that demeanor, you start to get that mentality that, yeah, this is intense, but I can actually do something about it now. You know, you got the training, you've got the staff, uh, and just the clinicians that you need. And, you know, over time, whenever you're on the box, it takes a little bit, but, you know, if you got a good partner, you know, you feel like you can do anything. That's true. Damn, dude. It's different. It's different having a <laughs> say different. in it. Because yeah. what, that's what brought me into medicine, into the medical field in the first place, mm-hmm. is that rush. I need that rush. I miss that rush. I'm addicted to it, and mm-hmm. I can't function without it. My whole life cratered because I didn't have that rush to drive me anymore, and I didn't know what the hell to replace it with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, I got to, I, got, I felt that rush again tonight on the way here. Oh, yeah. Pulled up on a on a vehicle, single vehicle oh, accident. Yeah, yeah. Rolled over onto the driver's side. And my first thought, I had two thoughts. My first thought was Where's the body? Yep. That was <laughs> that was my first thought. Because it was rolled up. All I could see was the undercarriage. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And there's a group of bystanders and they're all just standing there. They're not doing anything. So I'm like, oh yeah. That's a fatality. So I whip over, I jump out, and then as soon as I get out the door, my second thought is, hey, wait. If somebody's alive in there, there might be something with my tiny limited amount of knowledge that I can actually do now. But it was the first time I felt alive in so long, dude. I felt oh yeah. Just that power. You remember that power? You yeah. you remember that? You know what you you know what I'm talking about. You still get to see it from time to time. You still get to feel that sometimes. You have to go and do something about it. That yeah. just that just that whatever it is that just grips you and just throws you forward boom go and you just fucking go and it feels so good get that pucker factor yeah. what it's called. turned out everybody was all right driver climbed out the passenger side window we flipped the thing back over onto its tires and went our merry way so it was a good it was a good out, yeah. outcome but good you outcome. got to feel it yeah but oh, i yeah. felt it yeah and it was nice mm-hmm. it was good yeah it's a it's a weird thing you know um i understand the guilt i've, I've been dealing with the guilt a lot lately yeah. i i've i've I mean, Anthony talked till one or two o'clock last night with Max. I think, you know, after like, dude, I couldn't sleep, man. And I just thought about it and it's guilt. I'm just looking at these kids who have died and it's why, dude, they, at any point I would have traded spots at any point. I've lived, I've lived a good life, bro. I'm already lived like 20 years. Dude, it's, I'm at peace with it. I know it's, it's a fucked up theory. I'm at peace with it. I'd rather one of them. That fucking innocent man, and it yeah. kills me. It's like this weird guilt thing, dude. And um, I've been, you know, I, I want to be a doctor, and I've been going back and forth on it, and not back and forth on it because I don't want to do it, but just like, but why do I really want to do it? And I genuinely want to help. I gen, I genuinely do, but I think I want. I don't. I don't want to call it a burden, but I want. I want to carry the responsibility. Yeah, I think I can. I I, I want to be the person. I, how do I put this, man? When you're doing the compressions, you said you 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 wish you would have been in the room to do the compressions. Maybe you could have done it better. Maybe you could. Right, right. I want that. I want to be the one to do it, and maybe I don't know. Maybe in some way to help a nurse that doesn't have to deal with that guilt. Maybe if it comes down to that, maybe you know what I mean. Like yeah, I want to yeah, be yeah, put yeah, in that sure. spot. I want to carry that 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 re- that that responsibility. Not because I want some god complex, but because I just. I feel this immense. I feel this amount of guilt for some. I don't know how to explain it, bro. And it's so fucked up in my mind. Uh-huh. But I, I, I need it. Almost like you feel the need to 
kind of redeem yourself for all the ones you couldn't save. Redemption. For all the people you, you couldn't help, yeah. For the shit I just cannot understand. I just yeah. need the redemption. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's weird, bro. It's a heavy load to carry, yeah. though. For yeah. sure. It's like, I know exactly what you mean because, um, uh, maybe not exactly, but um, whenever I first got on the ambulance, you know, um, I was green, and but I got hired on full-time, but they didn't have a 911 spot that was full-time. So I got stuck on the transfer truck with another greenhorn, um, and we were just running transfers all day long. And these were BLS transfers, so, you know, they were either taking people home, taking people to appointments, or just taking people, you know, to hospice. And that one was, that one was, I feel more guilt um, from the ones that I had to take to, to hospice. You know, it's one of those things where not some, well, maybe not so much guilt, but, you know, I felt like all my training boiled up to this. I was taking people to their deathbeds. You know, I felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to. That's why, you know, I jumped on a 911 truck as soon as I could. But at the same time, it was, it was a learning experience. Um, it really made me want to help that much more. So uh, I, f- I feel you on that one, that you want that redemption almost for those people that you can help. Right. No, for sure. Yeah, it, it, and it's a, we- it's a weird way to put it. And I don't know if it sounds ethical. I guess in a sense, right? I mean, like no, it makes sense. But yeah, yeah I, for sure. I mean, it makes good yeah. sense. Uh, I d- I do I do always wonder, man. Hospice, you know, because like you mentioned, you were taking people to hospice, man. Yeah. We used to get calls out to hospice to go pick up deceased, right? Mm-hmm. But then they'd call you back and they'd cancel you en route. Oh, they came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, happened yeah. all the time, right? Oh, yeah. So I would go, and a lot of times I'd already, like, be in the parking lot. So I spent a lot of time just sitting at people's bedsides with them, right? Because you're already there. I know I'm not going to turn around and try to go home and grab a nap or something, because as soon as I do, they'll call me back, right? I was going to say, you you mentioned something in the other episodes that you, you were there for some people that didn't have any family, right? I was there with people that didn't have family. I was there with people who had families. I was there with hospice nurses. Oh, I saw a lot of people die, right? Yeah. But it always seemed so unnatural. Hospice is such a weird concept to me because it's so weird that we just group people together into these buildings and then we sit there and we watch them die, knowing, like, and I don't know what it looks like from a staff standpoint, but you know that this is the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, all of your treatment leads it's just palliative care. All you're, you're you're just there to try to make them as comfortable as you can while they die. Yeah. And I thought, I don't ever, ever want to fucking go like that, man. And under no circumstances do I want to be lumped into a building with 30, 40 other people and just be doped up so I can die in a fucking hospital bed. I don't want it. And uh, I don't know. And there's no point to that. It's just that hospice always seemed so disconnected from the reality of everything because it's such a sterile environment. And there's, like, then the family comes in and they always act strange because they, they grieve, but then the hospice nurse comes in and they're, they're like, oh, everything's fine. Granddad's going to a, a better place beyond the clouds. And then as soon as they get out of there, they just fucking break down and, f- you know, it's like, and the people that die alone, 
the yeah. people that, you know, uh, <clears throat> the nurse leaves for five minutes, they come back and that person died alone. Yeah. That's the saddest thing in the world to me that people died alone, dude. You go pick up that emaciated dude that was 45 and just drew the bad luck, got lung cancer, right? He just suffocated to death in his bed. Or you, you go to that house with the hoarder that's been there for two months because there was no one to come and check on him. Jesus Christ, man, what are we as a society? You know, that was one of the biggest things I struggled with. What are we as human beings that we sit there and we can preach all this love and all this redemption and all this, I love you and I love this. And yet every day, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people die alone and no one gives a fuck about it. You know yeah. what I mean? And you that was know, something you struggle with for a long time. Yeah, Th- That's one thing that really made me um, admire you guys because, you know, um, you mentioned something about uh, going to the VA. I remember you guys talking about that. That was almost like a ceremony whenever you guys were taking them out um, into, like, the Usri Rowan and all that. Um, you know, be it you know, a veteran or be it, you know, a little old granny or be it whoever it is, you know, you guys are still part of that last process or you were, you know, of, of that, their, their memory or their, you know, their body being given that respect that was owed, you know, with you going and uh, sitting in those rooms with, with those, you know, those older people just, you know, fixing to pass away, just waiting on hospice, waiting on, you know, father time. And just, it is one of those things that you got to, you know, keep in mind that, you're part of that. You're you're actually. I, I don't know how to put it. Besides, you know, you're you're helping them with that transition, as far as their memorial, you know, and that's that's admirable shit, man. I think that was the one reason. That was the one thing that I may have been able to take comfort in, in that job. And did you did you ever feel like that? That okay, there was nothing we did to help these people in life. There was nothing we could have done. We couldn't have changed the outcome of this. Right. But at least we have the honor of being here now yeah. and, and doing at least a small something. A small smother. A small smothering. A small smothered nacho. A small smothering. Oh, gosh. Um. <laughs> small mutton chops. It's okay. Um, just go towards the light, Granny. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get another pillow, please? It's just, just a small one. A throw? throw pillow. I just, I've, I got a meeting at Waffle House. I just need like, a small smothering. And I do have that meeting. I, I believe it. 1.30 in the morning comes. I, I have cannot that miss this. Yeah. There is a pack of unfiltered cigarettes yeah. waiting for me in a booth. <laughs> Uncooked bacon and a bottle of stew. So let's get the fuck to it. Uh, no, I, uh, I I do feel it. It's a small something, um, but yeah, you can uh, you can help in a respectful way, yeah. in a really dignified, respectful way. At, at least, uh, listen, man, I can vouch for you. I'm gonna say it for myself because I go fuck. But yeah, we definitely did it respectful, and we did yeah. it. We did it um, with dignity, and, and, and it was um, anybody that came through my hands, bro. I took care of you. Yep. You know, uh, the Good. best. Yeah, and, that's and, how it should be, man. And uh, um, I, I'm not gonna say anything about it, but yeah, you 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 want good people watching your body. You know what I mean? Oh, um, sure, you do. Every um, industry has its. Yeah, you always got the bad. Yeah, you always got the bad bunch. Yeah, but it leads back to that that everybody can help in some small way. Yeah, you know what I mean. It takes all of us to sure. keep this thing turning and to keep this thing we call a society going. Everybody can help in some small way. Mm-hmm. Give give a toothbrush to the homeless, right? Go donate to the food bank. You've helped in some small way. Yeah. 
go stop and help change a tire. You helped in some small way, right? Yep. Teach somebody to tie a tie. Give Do a something. Hobo, give a hobo a 40 instead of, you know, 50 cents. You damn right. Give him two yeah. 40s, <laughs> one for each hand. Let that man live it up. It's the Christmas season, for God's it is sake. The Christmas season. Are what you up, Dale? How are you doing today, homie? I want to adopt. I almost adopted a, a, a little hobo. You know, he was on the corner of uh, a couple cross streets that I, I you know, frequent regularly. Um, yeah, I was like, dude, what's your name? He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what's your name? I always see you here. What's your freaking name? I'm giving you change all the freaking time. Well, well what is your name? Uh, it's Dale. Like, are you hungry, Dale? You want, you know, you want a sandwich? He's like, nah, man, I'm just trying to get fucked up. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I almost bought that man a six pack that day because he was so honest. I was like, man, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> so close, but no. <laughs> the homeless have it. The homeless don't have it figured out, but, but the homeless have something figured out about humanity that maybe we don't. I, f- I feel that too. You know, yeah, I've seen them stab each other to death over a pair of socks. <laughs> we've seen that. We, we've gone and picked <laughs> we that up. We've, that, we've yeah. run that call. <laughs> yeah. Tipped but, over their Coleman in their tent. Oh, that's just awful, you oh, know. Yeah, I ran that one. That oh, smelly now you're talking oh, about sinning. Gross. Yeah, no, <laughs> now you're now getting into Now, listen, I'll stab you in the ear with a toothbrush, but you, don't you tip over the Coleman. But don't vandalize things. <laughs> but they, they really do have, like, a part. They do. Like, figured out, bro. Because, like, where our office was at, we saw constantly, all the, all the homeless folk were all around that office all the time. Yeah. Because they camped under under all the bridges and stuff out there. Yep. And I remember that there were there was this guy. He was in a wheelchair. He was a double amputee. And all the other, the rest of the homeless looked out for that guy all the time. Oh, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> they looked out for him, man. There was always somebody that would help him push his chair, you oh, know, or nice. or to help him, like, get over a curb, you know. They'd, they'd pick up his chair and get him over a curb and... And there was always another guy to help push his stuff, you know, like in a in a cart behind or a baby stroller behind the wheelchair. It just seems to me that, yeah, life's, life's brutal on the street. I'm not glorifying that. Life's brutal on the streets, but maybe maybe when you're when you're cast out like that and you're seen as less, and you're forced to just survive together, maybe it brings something out that we've lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. Do you, do you guys volunteer during the holidays? Uh, I hadn't in a while. Do you remember when a coach took us to the, the little resource center or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I miss yeah. That. Um, I, I went and uh, Cheyenne, um, my baby girl, my oldest, she actually went and over the summer she was like, Daddy, I want to I wanna feed the homeless. Because you know, I had mentioned it to her. Um you know what? I got back. I got back to town, and I was just like, you know what? I'm lucky that I got out of the toxic relationship, and I need to pay forward. You know, because this is like a clean slate for me. I've got a new opportunity to go and actually uh, make a difference and change, and you know, make progress and be someone who my kid can look up to. You know, um, and so I mentioned the idea to her one time. You know what? You want to go feed the homeless one day? She's like, yeah, hell yeah, dude. That kid persistent. 
Now I was working like overtime all the time, but she went and she was like, "Hey, can we go feed the homeless today? Can we go feed the homeless today?" Finally, in the summer, right before she was supposed to go back to her mom, she uh, she was like, "We're going today, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it." <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, that's about as close as I've gotten to volunteering in the last five, six years. I never have been big on volunteering. Um, I say that I've always been a volunteer, but I. <laughs> yeah, you do a lot. I do. I, yeah. but, Weren't you over there? But in it's that, like that barn one time when we had all the wildfires, watching. Uh, yeah, yeah, hay. yeah. Weren't you working grass truck on that one? Yeah. Oh, there you go. See. Heck yeah. Volunteer. Seventeen. Not me. I slept on hay bales all night and just shot the shit with dudes. Mostly, honestly, <laughs> it was a good time. I had a great time. They fed us. It was fine. <laughs> they fed us. Hey. a sleeping bag. Someone yeah. had to watch the hay. They came and woke me up. No, really. They, they put me on fire watch all night. They were like, listen, maybe sleep for like two hours and then just do a couple rounds around the barn. Make sure none of this shit's on fire. Go back to sleep. So, mm-hmm. but, um, I've always, I've always been more of a proponent of like direct action. I don't like to volunteer with like organizations. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the organizations. Are just it's there's something about it that takes the, the humanity out. It takes the like yeah. the, the uh, I'm not saying anything bad about organizations, no. but uh, yeah, when it's like too organized, there's always you know? strings attached with it too. Yeah, it's like yeah, why yeah. I feel like it overshadows what you're what you're trying to do. Yeah, by putting all these conditions on on helping people, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you do you do you volunteer more? I I um. Since I've gotten married, not yeah. any fault of my wife, but I just, uh, I haven't since I got married. Uh, we are. I mean, you also got married and then had two kids, like yeah. all within a very short time span. Yeah, I so volunteer my time taking care of them. You've been uh, yeah. a little busy. I mean, like, not that you've had much going yeah. on in life or anything. I took out the trash and I did the dishes. That yeah. was my volunteer yeah. time, all right? Yeah. Exactly. That's straight. That's on the record, too. Yeah. I volunteered my mental well being to yeah. raise these children. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much what's been going on no i uh but this i'm pretty sure this christmas we'll be down at the soup kitchen for one day um you know i i I could be wrong i could be talking out my ass but i'm pretty sure i'm going to be delivering stuff to kids presents to kids too with the church nice there you go i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i'm on that detail i could be making that up though but definitely the definitely the soup soup kitchen i'll be on that so and we need that so bad i i heard i think it was jack that was telling me the other day toys for tots donations this year are down by like 85 90 percent there's nothing out there these kids dude for these poor these little these little kids and i don't say poor because of their economic standing i mean like yeah yeah these kids there's just nobody there to help them you know what i mean it's been such a rough year for a lot of people man gosh damn that sucks yeah, this is a good year. This is a good year to volunteer. Yeah. It's a good year to go out and do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, man, the older I get, the less Christmas matters to me. You yeah, know, same. It, it's a weird, Jesus was born in April, you know, whatever, Google it. Yeah. Uh, it was brown. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. it, it's it's so weird. I just now put my Christmas lights up. <laughs> put mine up on November today. 1st yeah. or December 1st. No, God, it's, no, dude. Do you, do you guys ever, I just feel like it's so commercialized now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, get over the, I mean, listen, kids, shower them with gifts if you want. That's cool, yeah. dude. It's just for me, bro, you know, I don't need anything. Yeah, don't I've give been, me I've anything. been blessed, bro. I don't need anything. Um, Xbox X. I don't, you know, whatever. PS5. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but I do, oh, man. We're I'm blessed. I'm healthy. I got two great kids. I just want to, I want to go help out the kid that maybe doesn't, you know, have anything under the tree. I, you know, when my, when I was in the, when I was younger, I was I was that kid. Uh, so 
you know, give back, you know, and um, there you go. I try to try to do it, you know. That's it. That's what it's about. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Lights and low, there were in that country. No. Man, Martina, dude, thank you for coming on, dude. Yeah, um, no, for sure. Anytime. Yeah, even though kept you out all night. Oh, hell. You coming on for the uh, Christmas episode? Yeah. yeah. We haven't even told anybody about the Christmas party, oh, have yeah. we? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I think we vaguely mentioned it in the last episode. We? Okay, guys. Well, so the way that these episodes are released next week, because we are like four episodes ahead right now. This is five. This is five episodes ahead. So Hell, yeah. Um, <laughs> we are doing a Christmas episode next week. Yes. So this will get released in like a month and won't make any sense. Uh, so we're going to have like... Anyway, you guys will obviously have listened to the Christmas episode, know what happened. So when I'm inviting him, it's next week. But go. also a month down the road. Yeah, so, uh, so fuck your timelines. Um, yeah. We are everywhere. We are nowhere. I mean, we're still doing Jesus' birthday in December, I am he right? I you are he is we are me and we are all together. <laughs> I think that's what we have to do, right? Because people get really mad when you try to make up new holidays no, that no, don't no, depend no. on like donuts yo, or like you dude, know, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, hey, yo, I'm not a pro- hey, listen. Like, keep it, keep it the day because I'm not saying like, anything. All I of a sudden, you're like, hey guys, maybe we should stick to the real timeline, no, and they're like, no, oh, no, no, okay, no. so you're a communist. No. <laughs> okay, all right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not right. saying anything. it's just, uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise you, I don't, I don't give a shit. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> keep it the day. I don't, I don't care. Just. Yeah, just don't buy me anything. I yeah, guess. same. <laughs> no, but yeah, so we are going to do uh, so much. And you are in, this is your formal uh, invite a month Boy, later. Thanks, sir. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But I think we're going to have, I think Max leaves a day after. We're doing it on the 23rd. Max yeah, he leaves. He's leaving Christmas Eve. Yeah. I'll drag him out the house, bro. I'll send him a nice yeah. text. Say Charlie. Anything. Yeah. Charlie's um, coming on. Hunter. Hunter. I'll invite um, Hunter. Thomas. I want to meet Hunter. Oh, oh yeah, he'll be. You'll get to. Hunter James, he'll he'll be stepping you'll in. You'll get to meet him. I'll make sure he has on his Dude, boots. Whenever I heard him, like just the episode, I was like, they got Randy fucking Travis in there. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, dude. Like they know Randy Travis. I want on this show. I want to meet Randy Travis. Dude, everybody loves Hunter. <laughs> Everybody's loved Hunter. Yeah, they're like, who is that guy? I mean, we love Hunter, you know. Oh yeah. Huh? Um. So yeah, we'll do the, uh, Thomas. Uh, we're gonna pack this room. Yeah, we're gonna see how many people we can squeeze in here. And we're all gonna be sharing mics, and we're and it's gonna be either a really joyful episode where we just tell funny stories about our childhood and things we've done, or we can get depressing as shit and everyone can cry. And so honestly, it's probably gonna be both. It's probably gonna be both. This we're thing gonna, seems yeah. to go half and half. Like the first half is always like oh ha 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 yeah. oh, and then by the last half it's like, and that's when the entrails hit me in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and I knew. Thanksgiving would never be the same again. Yeah. You know? We have a weird format, bro. We get the yeah. we get the shout outs out the way. We do fake sponsorships. We get the feels. We shoot shit for about forty five minutes with zero topics. By the yep. way, this and episode was brought to you by the Ass Blaster Five Thousand. Yes, yep. and it always will be. Cold water. And once again, guys, the remember if you don't have calluses on that ass, go You're slow. Not doing it with right. a bidet. I'm telling you right now, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, dude. Don't get violated by a piece of equipment. <laughs> yep. It should be hygienic. You should feel clean, not dirty. Yep. I'm telling you, dude. That's right. And it takes a minute. You have to give it a second. Some people get on, they turn it on, they're hitting the right cheek. Listen, yeah. sit down, settle, focus, find your groove. You know what yeah. I mean? Get it, it in there. It takes practice. If you're so. more one of those that likes to bounce it from cheek to cheek, or if you yeah. like to go straight up the center, they you call know, that we're not here to judge. You just do whatever you want to do. <laughs> 
you're either first or you're last. And that's that's what my granddad. Whatever gets you clean, whatever leaves you feeling fresh, dancing like a Charmin bear. I actually don't know what my granddad said. He only speaks Spanish, and I don't know what like. So, uh, uh, so shout out, granddad. Um, Hola, bueno. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. You know what's crazy? My grandma dies, and he talks English to me for the first time in my life. I talked to him for thirty minutes. He spoke perfect English to me. That man is never, uh, dude. I'm okay. Listen, this whole time he's been dude, faking. I it. am twenty nine years old. I have been dropped off at his house for weeks at a time, and he would look at me and talk straight Spanish, knew and I knew, knew, knowing I knew nothing that he was saying to me. He'd shake my hand, he'd rub my head. He was always a super nice guy with me. Never once, he never once said anything to me in English. My grandma dies. He has a thirty minute conversation with me, but since then, the. No more English, bro. He had, sometimes, bro, I'm like, do you even know who I am? Like, so when I go up to him and I shake his hand and stuff, it's just straight Spanish. I'm like, did you like, what was that, bro? What, oh, what, why are we not there? Like, why was it okay for one day? He sat down. He's like, you know, Marcus, death is a little mini layered thing. It was weird, bro. He was like, hey, this is. Your, he showed me this picture of my grandma. Like, this is her whenever she was 15. What? Um, he just, and he told me like three stories about them. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Who are you? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, what have you done with my way? Yeah, <laughs> what's weird? Yeah, dude, I'm, I, I don't know what to do. And then just, but now we're back to the Spanish, and it's um, chinga tu madre. Yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. <what's> weird. <laughs> you know what's weird? Your your mom did the same thing one time. She spoke some perfect English to me. What? She said to me. <laughs> she said to me. She said. Mas burritos? No. She said, oh, gosh, dog, I that loved her cooking. Man, day. I loved her cooking. <laughs> she tells me, she says, you know, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand that you are the only boy I consider to be my son, and I love you the most. <laughs> that big old fat shit. kid in the back room, I don't even okay, like him. Okay, now I know he's fucking lying. I wish I would have <laughs> never had him. Oh, shut up. You're the only no, one I love. Here's the fucked up part. <laughs> Is my mom actually did tell him that? It's true. She did right here. We were sitting here, and she was like, "You're just. I wish. I wish you were mine instead of this one." I was like, "Michelle, no. I'm like, no. It's brutal out there, bro. Life's hard, mate. And this this is where we get back to. I can't listen to Drake anymore. I have enough trust issues. But when I put them on, I'm lost. Mm -hmm. And yep. And that's. I think at the end of the day, that's that's what that's what it comes down to. I mean, no, I don't even know what that. Dude, I, I don't even know what that like, means. I'm so lost. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't listen to Drake. You don't I, listen I don't, to Drake, dude. What? I have never really listened to Drake. I, I know his voice on the radio, and generally when that comes on, I switch the channel. What? I'm not mainstream, bro. Like as far as music goes, oh, uh, boy. I listen to every. Uh, like here we go. Here's the barista. Oh, oh, yes. All right, oh, go. All right. Imagine all right. dragons and cold play. Oh, oh, dude, you guys no, ever heard no, of these no, guys no, no, called no, no. the chain smokers? Yeah. <laughs> Flaming babies. Steve Aoki. The, the black keys, perhaps? <laughs> I don't know. You probably never heard of them. Oh my god, this guy. That Taylor right. Swift. I'll tell you what. She sure got me. Dropped two albums at the same time whoa oh, damn. how do you feel about beyonce bro yeah what's your read on queen b queen b yeah she's a living legend okay there. okay she's okay. she's been around for a hot minute like literally we were kids whenever yeah. she was coming up so i've oh, got yeah. respect for ob yeah Katy perry Katy perry old Katy perry not new Katy perry uh, not orlando Katie, bloom Katy perry Katy perry if you are listening to this 
I love you, and I want you to come live with me. Or I can come live with you. It's a bold <laughs> statement. Will you marry me? That is what I have to say to Katy Perry. He really said that. Katy Perry's cool, dude. I like Katy Perry. Old, I, I'm, 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 I'm on board with old yeah. Katy Perry. It's weird, she's yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's a real looker. Yeah, no, yeah, a very yeah, attractive yeah, lady. Fine. Very attractive lady. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, and the good news today. Yeah, so what's, what's the what's good in, news? Let's so end on the good news. Let's end on the good news before it gets really weird. It's getting late, and things uh, are not going yeah. well. All right. Goodness. Um, okay. Hit me with some good news. I got a good news, good news, good news. 2020 is almost fucking over. That is the good news. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, I got primary conservatorship of my baby girl. Yes. This year, oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. That she's living with me. She goes to see her aunt once a month, and that's it. You know, mom's a ghost, unfortunately. But you know what? I know my baby's got a roof over her head. She's got three square meals a day, and all the snacks she wants, and all the pets she wants. You know, doesn't like pets. Doesn't like she's got three cats and two dogs. Not like she walks by and I'm like, who's a good girl? No, 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 He's no, behind the ears. Come here. Exactly. No, no, no. Um, like starts twitching. She's like, oh, daddy, look at this. puppy. No. Your no. kid speaks nothing like that. No, not at all. Quit giving her an no, accent. Exactly. That's my sister. What are you doing? Like, what are, Whoa. You, like, what are you doing with your life, Yo, my cut the mics. Cut this. Get a week. Cut the mics. You know it's true. You've met her. Which one? Uh, Gloria? Oh, yeah, I do love Gloria. Yeah. She's good people. Yeah, okay. Well, she okay. is. Again, everybody's family loves me more than they love the actual members yeah. of their family. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the Mexican women are mean, man. They are. They, Dude, they today she sees me. I, I go to pay her a visit. I ain't seen her in a while. She's like, hey, oh, you're fat. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. Thanks for pointing it out. <laughs> are you hungry? <laughs> yep. You just... Yes, I'm hungry. <laughs> what do you got? Please. I'll take whatever. That's <laughs> okay. Are you starting running again? You need to. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm running again. Can, can I just have my food? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, she ain't too bad. She's all right. And that's the good news today. The family perseveres. Oh, yeah, exactly. Family is everything. Boom. <laughs> we did it. You got good news? No, I'm good. No, no. I'll let I'll let Martin take the good news. Yeah, you got no, good no. news. Um, Surely you got some good news. Ah, bro, you know um, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and share this with everybody. I was gonna save it for a special announcement. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Uh, we're getting more and more ranked on Call of Duty. Um, all right, cut the mics. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is over. I am resigning my position. <laughs> no, nah, man. Um, nah. This man made me made me at gunpoint say that I like Drake, and oh now he's talking God. about Call of Duty. This guy. No, nah, man. I think the good news is that uh, it's holiday season, uh, families, everything, and uh, you guys are going to get a cool Christmas episode. And uh, yeah, so till a month next, before this episode. Yeah, so until next week and next month. Uh, don't die or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or die if you're comfortable. Do not, it. I don't, don't care. Die, don't die. But like. Die. Don't die. <laughs> yeah, Who yeah, cares? Whatever happens naturally. Just just spread the good word. No okay. try. There <laughs> is die or die not. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know, bro. I don't. <laughs> I'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but 